0: Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to How I Met Your Podcast by Runkle Recaps. This is Season 5, Episode 16, Hooked. And my hook is now attached to my co-host and wife, Jen. Hi, Jen. Hello, Steve. So, outside of having a great episode of podcast, we have a fun fact, a few emails, a list, a story...
1: Jam packed episode.
0: Oh, yeah. We got a lot for you. Okay, so to start with, fun fact James Stinson and Carlos from the Purple Giraffe have their own show on Showtime. <laughs> really? Called American Gigolo.
1: Well, you didn't tell me that part. Which part? You just told me John Berenthal was in it.
0: Yes, it's John Berenthal and.
1: Oh, it's Carlos. Sorry, yeah. I was mixing that up with Carl, the bartender.
0: Oh, no. So that, that looks interesting. It's based off the early 80s film starring Richard Gere, which is a movie I enjoy. It's not one of my annual movies. It's probably, I probably watch it once every three to five years. Very stylistic. Good music. Good soundtrack. Okay. You've never seen it, I don't think. I don't yeah, think I I've gonna, ever had you watch yeah,
1: it. Yeah, I was going to ask if you and I watch it together, but I don't remember it at all. So probably not.
0: Okay. I'm going to start off with a story here, which is going to become a list.
1: A story that's going to become a list. All right.
0: All right. So Buckle in. Picture it. Virginia. Circa 2010.
1: Right around this time of this Ooh. episode.
0: It could have been. I'm not getting a date, but around that <laughs> time. A young, handsome businessman, up and coming, was traveling through the state of Virginia to try and close some deals for the company Oracle to universities and he was staying at I wanna say a Radisson down in the southwestern part of Virginia. So I parked and I was checking oh, into the I hotel. Or he? Oh yeah, I changed tenses <laughs> and story.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm not a very good storyteller, clearly. <laughs> so he was checking into the hotel. And, as he was checking in, he noticed there was a giant bus sitting outside of the hotel. It looked like the kind of bus that a tour could be taken on by a rock star or band.
1: Or a musical act of some kind.
0: Yes, or that. (laughs) As he stepped up to the check-in desk, somebody, a young, pretty blonde, carrying a guitar case, stepped up to the desk to check out.
1: Was it Taylor Swift?
0: I'm going to get there, honey. Okay. Don't you worry. As I was checking in and this person was checking out... Oh, shoot. I mean, as he was checking in and this person was checking out, the people at the check-in desk were sort of grimacing or trying to hide grins and looking at me like, why isn't this guy recognizing this person next to him? Oh, really? Yeah. I
1: don't know if you told me that part.
0: So I started to get suspicious, like, is this this somebody? I mean, he did. (laughs) So the young woman completed her checkout process and left. And he, looking back at the suspicious-looking clerks, said, should I have known who that is? They looked at him and shook their heads no.
1: Oh, did (laughs) they?
0: Yeah. And so he went up to his room, hotel room, and looked on the Internet to see what local concerts were in the Roanoke, Virginia area at the time and saw that Carrie Underwood was performing (gasps) on a ticket. A Carrie, woman, Carrie Underwood, fresh out of American Idol. In 2010? Was it, when, when was she in American Idol?
1: Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I was trying to think. I think maybe, yeah. She could have been like season five. And I think season one was when I was in college. So yeah, 2010 could work.
0: So this young upstart <laughs> called his then girlfriend. Let's call her Jen. Ooh. It's a guess who I think I just ran into. <laughs> And when he looked at her picture, he said, oh, yeah, that was her. Oh, my God, I can't believe that. Okay.
1: (laughs) Here's this person that I don't know at all that I just saw.
0: (laughs) So he, now here's the big surprise, was me. Yes.
1: (laughs) That is brand new information.
0: So that was the infamous Steve runs into Carrie Underwood story. Indeed.
1: Which was unfair because Steve wasn't even a Carrie Underwood fan. Still aren't. (laughs) I saw Although Carrie I li- Underwood in concert. Oh, did you? I did.
0: <laughs> Although I liked her in this episode.
1: Yeah. I thought she was, was actually
0: very good. very good. And she hasn't done much acting since.
1: Not that I can think of. She was in the
0: movie Soul Surfer, and she's done, a, like, two guest appearances on different shows. Okay. But that's about it. She hasn't really... And I guess, you know, to that point, Brittany never really right. added on to her resume after having I mean, her mother.
1: Carrie Underwood is a very, very successful artist, so like well, she needs acting.
0: Correct. Or agreed. Well, I've not only promised the Carrie Underwood story for a long time to our listeners, but I promised a long time ago to make a list of the most to least interesting celebrity run-ins that I've ever had. <laughs> so I made a top ten list. And yes, a that... top
1: ten list? I have met zero celebrities. No, I lied. I have met one with you.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, but I
1: didn't know who it was, so it doesn't
0: really count. So... The Carrie Underwood run-in is the most interesting one. So buckle up, people, because <laughs> it gets less interesting from there. She's <laughs> now, number are 10. getting
1: anecdotes about all of these?
0: No, not that long. Podcast. I'll do it quickly. Number nine, J.K. Simmons. He really likes to pull this one out. I think I've even mentioned it on this podcast before, but I was Probably. walking down the street in New York City, and he was walking towards me. And I recognized him right away. He had a little kid with him. And as he got closer and closer to me, I was thinking, what should I say to him? What should I say to him? And I saw him starting to get nervous that he was going to get accosted by a fan when he was with either his son or grandson. Not sure what it was. But I just said, hello, Mr. Simmons. And he goes, hello. And we walked past each other, and I think he was relieved that I didn't fan out on him.
1: And Steve got to tell his story twice in one week because we just watched Spider-Man No Way Home.
0: Yeah, and and J.K. Simmons was on it, and I told Tyler that I walked past him on the sidewalk and said hello, and he said hello back. Tyler was very impressed. He was. Number eight, I sat next to Robin Gibbons in a bar in New York City. I didn't say a word to her.
1: I feel like you may have told that story. Yeah, I I think it was the same
0: one when I mentioned J.K. Simmons. Number seven, Paxton Whitehead.
1: Oh, yeah, I met that guy, too.
0: Yes, so Jen and I were at a bar in D.C., and we looked next to us, and it was the stodgy professor from back to school. He was also... Uh, Rachel's boss on Friends when she was working at Bloomingdale's, and he was also the stodgy British across-the-hall neighbor from The Risers in Mad About You.
1: Yeah, I didn't recognize this guy. This is all Steve.
0: But we had a long, long conversation with him. So long (laughs) (laughs) that his food got cold, and we ended up buying him another meal. (laughs) But he was in town doing a play, so. Number six, Cal Penn. Oh, my God, I
1: forgot about that. Future, How I Met Your Mother... Guest star,
0: yes. So I, this is this is now, the second, that and for- <laughs> I thought about it, but I'll <laughs> just refer back to it when we get there. So I was standing outside a bar smoking a cigarette about ten years ago in DC, and two a, a group of guys came up to me, and one of them bummed a cigarette for me and asked, you know, for my lighter as well, and then was kind of smoking it next to me, and his friend, one of his friends that was with him, was Cal Penn. And just hanging out and talking to each other. And I didn't say anything to Cal Pet, even though I recognized him. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to play cool. Number five. And remember, these are getting less interesting as we go. So don't <laughs> don't forget that part of this. Uh, world-class famous surfer Kelly Slater. He was also, I think, on Baywatch for a little while, but just mostly known for being... I think he's considered one of the greatest surfers of all time, but don't quote okay. me. I was at a friend's house in Florida visiting, or I, I was at his older brother's house visiting uh, Florida when I was about 14 years old, and the guy was roommates with Kelly Slater. Kelly Slater came in, they smoked some weed, he left. I didn't know who he was at the time, and when he left, someone said, that was Kelly Slater, and I said, oh, I think I've heard of him. He had a roommate? It, there, there was about five or six of them living in the same place.
1: I guess he wasn't that successful.
0: Well, I was 14, <laughs> and this was pre-Baywatch, so. Okay.
1: I don't know how much professional surfers Neither think. Do I.
0: <laughs> Number four, I was at a party in L.A. in my early 20s, and I met Jenna Vanoy, better known as Six from Blossom. Okay. My friends were friends with her boyfriend, and she was with him, and then we were all around in a conversation. Again, I didn't mention, you know, hey, I liked Blossom or anything, but
1: okay, I think that
0: goes without saying. I was wearing a Mia t-shirt, so <laughs> just kidding. Number three, I met Supreme Court Justice, rest in peace, Scalia. I walked into a book signing party in my early 20s, and my mom was standing there talking to a large Italian-looking man in a suit and having a long conversation with him. And I came up and said something embarrassing to her. And then she said, Steve, I'd like you to meet Justice Scalia. (laughs) And we all laugh because I said something that I would not have said in front of a Supreme Court justice. I won't recall it because it goes into a longer story. But <laughs> I love that that was your mom's response. That's so <laughs> typically Debbie. <laughs> yeah. Um, number two, Robin Leach of the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous TV show from the 80s. Yes, in the 80s, people admired people with money. And there was Who a whole show called... Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, and he was the host. He had a British accent, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous.
1: Good thing that trend went away.
0: <laughs> so I was on a, a company trip in Spain in my mid-twenties, and he I think we hired him to kind of hang out with us for a few nights as a lifestyle. You know, this seems is,
1: like you're quite the traveler,
0: according to these run-ins. You've, you've been to places <laughs> with me before. I know.
1: <laughs> but I just think it's funny that it's like, well, I was in this state, I was in this state, I was in this country. <laughs>
0: Um, but so he hung out with us for a few days and did some of the announcing at some of our award ceremonies and all that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> um, at one point we had a Monte Carlo night where we were all wearing tuxes. And so I, he had his, the seat next to him was empty at one point. So I went up and sat next to him and gave him a cigar and we smoked a cigar together. And I leaned over and said, pretend I said something funny. And he started laughing and my then girlfriend took a picture. <laughs> so I still have that picture. Oh, funny. And then number one, of the least interesting celebrity run-ins I've ever had, Vincent Schiavelli, who was the subway ghost in the movie Ghost, <laughs> I let him sit at a table with me in a busy airport, because all the other seats were taken, and told him I was a fan of his work, because I had seen him in a few other things.
1: So that's the guy you <laughs> you say you admire his work.
0: I I felt like he probably doesn't get as much fan <laughs> adoration, so it was safer with him. All right, that's it. Fun list. I
1: feel like we haven't had a list in a while.
0: We haven't. I was saving it for, for that. All right. Emails. I'll read one, and then you can read the new writer, Oh, the hey. new contributor. So Alex writes us again. Hey, we have national insurance numbers, not saying what it is. So this was our oh, conversation of with social security, social security numbers. In, in the U.K. Terrestrial TV means TV through an aerial rather than satellite cable. So I was right. We really don't have local TV channels here. They're national with a few regional variations.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess England's
0: sort of small. Right. Used to be four or five channels on Analog Terrestrial, but now about 20 to 30 channels when Digital Terrestrial came along. Aw, 20 or 30 channels. Sounds so sad. (laughs) I know. I finished the Friends book now. So much nostalgia. Regards, Mr. Alex.
1: Thanks for writing in again, Alex. Oh, it looks like there's a little postscript.
0: Oh, yeah, postscript. After checking Google in incognito mode, maybe I shouldn't have put both full name and city before. Good point, even if it is the second largest city in the country.
1: Let's <laughs> <laughs> try to protect people's identity.
0: all right, we won't have to even debate reading this last name because it is not pronounceable by our stupid American tongues, but oh,
1: yeah, okay. Hello, my name is Gerda. I'm from Lithuania, and I consider myself a huge fan of your podcast. Recently listened to the Rabbit or Duck episode. I actually loved it. I side with Marshall on that one. I think rabbits are much cooler than ducks. Just saying. Off topic, do you remember when Lily had aggressive Lithuanian neighbors in season two? I do remember that. I thought you might be interested in what those neighbors shouted. Writers never truly explained, so I will translate everything to you. They shouted, you dumb girl, I will starve you until you become a donkey. By the way, we Lithuanians are not that bad. We do like to give each other haircuts, though. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good work. Your podcast really brightens my work days. Summer work, I'm a teenager. Love you. P.S. Steve, you are one lucky guy. Jen is freaking amazing. Such a funny and witty woman. Oh, is that why you had me read it?
0: No, but.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, thank you, Gerda. Uh,
0: a teenager? Yay. That always shocks me when there's somebody under you know, 35 listening to our podcast. <laughs> I'm sure there's quite a bit of them, and we already know Danielle is in her 20s. But
1: Ooh, I got, like, Gen Z approval. That's, that's <laughs> tough. But thanks so much for writing in. That made my night. Thank you.
0: You're freaking awesome, Jen. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Hooked. Love this episode.
1: Yes, this is a great episode.
0: So many repeatable lines in it. <laughs> so rewatchable. And so relatable too. Mm-hmm. So let's start off. Have you ever been on anyone's hook? Have you ever had anyone on your hook?
1: I was trying to think if I've ever been on anyone's. I'm sure I probably have, but I don't think it was like long stretched out like some of these seem to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I feel like I had someone on my hook when I was in high school. Um, I don't know. I'm sure he does not listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't have to say my name.
1: Uh, But we were friends. We, like, worked together at a restaurant. And then, like, after he quit, we just kind of started hanging out. And I could tell he had a huge crush on me. I kind of always had a boyfriend, though. And so it wasn't, like, I feel like I've probably talked about this on the podcast before. Like, I just wasn't single a lot.
0: So I'm guessing you had crushes that didn't reciprocate, but they didn't have you on their hook. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, so him and I would hang out all the time. and. I actually called him like crying one night because my boyfriend was, we'd only been dating like a few months, but he was like a total dick and had broken up with me and I was really upset about it. And he had kind of like asked me out at that point, which was really not the best move.
0: (laughs) Hey, that that was the the tiniest door opening that he had found.
1: Right. But, you know, honestly, I can't even remember what I had said because we kept, we still kept hanging out. But honestly, it is kind of funny because I actually kind of thought that maybe we would just end up together in the end. <laughs> that eventually I would just, yeah.
0: And that was me. Hey, it worked <laughs> out. No.
1: No, but actually, um, yeah, I'm Facebook friends with him. I haven't actually talked to him in a very long time, but he like ended up with like a beautiful wife and family. and so Okay, good for yeah. him. But I do feel bad. I probably should have. I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't say if I ever was like, well, not right now. I think I was fairly clear. But like in my own head I was kinda like, eh, we might <laughs> Okay. And you know what I feel like as mom didn't like me. I think she could see what was going on and didn't like it.
0: So I I don't know if I was on somebody's hook. I'd say between the ages of eleven and eighteen, there's probably two dozen girls who I liked that didn't like me back. As in, I had so many unreciprocated crushes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's every middle school. And I guess high so.
0: schooler. Yeah, I, I mean, Especially when
1: your crushes change every few weeks.
0: I was one of the cute kids in elementary school, and then just middle school and high school never really dazzled. You know, it's funny because when there were sort of the same people I went to middle school and high school with, there was no mm-hmm. other feeder schools after. Middle school. We all, just went, oh. we all just went to the same high school. Okay. So all the girls that weren't really interested in me in middle school also weren't interested in me in high school. <laughs> there
1: wasn't but, a new crop of...
0: Right. But I will say that my junior and senior year, we started hanging out with other kids from other schools, mm-hmm. and I would get looked at a lot by girls from other schools. So I don't think it was a looks thing. It was more of a girls that got to know me didn't like me <laughs> right now. <laughs>
1: But then, who couldn't like but
0: her? then in college it that that was it was quite different I, I had I didn't have any trouble meeting
1: yeah, I don't know. I've seen your senior class picture senior you and senior me you wouldn't have liked seeing me. <laughs> you were way out of my league.
0: <laughs> but that all changed very quickly.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but you were very very cute, nice
0: Oh thank you yeah, I just didn't have any game, and I think I really started to get muscles and look my face cleared up and all that happened like at the end of junior year so I had to go a while without dating anybody (laughs) Um, there was one girl in high school I won't say her name I doubt she listens to this we are Facebook friends and I did have a crush on her she was a year behind me in high school and just uh, every time I hinted at something more than friendship she'd kind of avoid the subject and i think i asked her to homecoming and she she turned me down. Ooh. And she ended up becoming a long-term girlfriend of my best friend. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Brian? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and any girl on my hook? I mean there there had been girls that were interested in me when i was young that i did not reciprocate, but i never done the whole right now thing or kept a girl around to make me feel better about myself. Right. But and you know, I think that one girl in high school was the closest one because you know we we go to dance clubs and dance together and for a while and I think she knew I liked her but and she didn't push me away mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of hard to say whether I was on her hook. Yeah, you know what?
1: The more I think about, it, like, I keep thinking of
0: like new things, like
1: you know where I grew up was very snowy and like sometimes he, before I think he he was older than me, so he had already like was working a regular job when I was you know a junior senior in high school. But he would, like, come by and, like, shovel, not shovel, shoot, what is it, the, wipe the snow off of my car mm-hmm. sometimes before school. He let me borrow his truck.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. You're Captain Hook now.
1: <laughs> he used to buy me things. Shoot.
0: It's so funny. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so crazy because us guys thought that that would eventually win the girl over because we watched too many 80s and high school I teen movies. I think it would have
1: eventually, <laughs>
0: honestly. He just stopped listening to the right now and gave up.
1: Right. No, and then I, you know, I ended up in a four-year relationship. And
0: okay. So, yeah.
1: All
0: right. So let's officially jump in now. Yes. We start off with Ted telling his kids that he's a starry-eyed romantic on a noble search for true love in most of his stories, but in this one, he's just a jerk. I don't really... I think the... Small weaknesses of this episode are, I didn't really care much for the narrator commentation on this one, and I thought the Barney storyline was, eh. I could have, it could have done better.
1: Yeah, I mean, he didn't have much to do, so it wasn't, it didn't take up a ton of time in the episode. But yeah, I feel like some of the narration, like, it just almost didn't seem like Bob Saget was, like, into it. Like, it almost sounded kind of flat.
0: Yeah, I guess that too. And he usually sounds flat. That's sort of his delivery, but...
1: Right, but yeah, I guess it maybe just didn't fit with the lines they were giving him.
0: Well, the gang's at McLarens, and Ted's telling everybody how he's gonna finally invite Tiffany up to his place to see his antique camera collection, it's which the first we're hearing. Of. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, the, we've never seen any interest from Ted in photography or in that kind of pastime. Or does but, he just
1: like to collect them as like, here's my collection? Like, I don't actually use them, but it's like a cool aesthetic.
0: Maybe. But I had a hook in college. One year I had a pet chinchilla. And I would ask a girl if she'd want to come in my room and see <laughs> the chinchilla. Oh, wow. And they, of course, did. And so they you come were the in. And they went, bait. It, yeah, they, that was a great bait. I don't know, I can't say for sure that I hooked up with them then and there at that point. But that was my bait. And I had a friend that had an iguana that would invite girls back to his room to see his iguana. And he later heard that a sorority were at the beginning of a school year were telling the new pledges, you know, be careful when you're at the fraternity parties, you know, don't drink too much with a guy. The guys are going to try and feed you drinks to do more with you. Don't go upstairs to see some guys, quote unquote, iguana. <laughs> and my friend knew that they were talking about him. Oh, no. Did you ever?
1: I'm trying to think of that. Go I, look I, for I, someone's I, bait. I can't think of a time.
0: Okay, if something comes up.
1: Yeah. I, don't wanna... I mean, I feel like I would have been a huge sucker for that. Like, I probably would have bought into most things, but I just <laughs> the, like not know if the guys around were that creative <laughs> that they had bait.
0: I like Barney's introduction of the concept of bait. The <laughs> <Yes>. true gentleman. <laughs> just the way he introduces it is enjoyable. So Barney runs through uh, a list of... Baits that he's had that have not worked, like a trampoline where a girl got injured, (laughs) a a slot machine where they get too excited.
1: Yes, the slot machine and the trampoline I would have went
0: for. There's some mention of Marshall saying that his was a rap poster, which apparently Lily fell for in college.
1: (laughs) She was really into Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. Which I feel like we're getting a lot of conflicting
0: stories about who Lily was. She's a complicated woman. Right. Barney said that he finally landed on a teacup pig. Ted's dubious, but then we see the reaction of Robin, Lily, and and then especially Marshall. (laughs) Can we see the teacup pig? Ted wants to borrow it. Next scene is in the apartment, and Ted's holding the teacup pig, and we finally meet Tiffany, Carrie Underwood. Yes. And she's just gaga over the pig. Um... There's sort of a weird interaction where he wants to know if she was always that pretty, and then she feigns that she wasn't in high school, but no, actually, she really was.
1: Yeah, I guess it's just like the lead up to like he's very clearly smitten.
0: Right. It's sort of his, um, you could be a model. <laughs> exactly. Talk. Ted, <laughs> and,
1: sorry, I was just going to say, and then she pulls the line.
0: Yeah, this is, we got this at Se- in Seinfeld too.
1: Do you know who else would love this teacup pig? And Ted's like really close to kissing her. My boyfriend.
0: (laughs) Now they did this on Seinfeld, where George was on a daytime walking date, and the woman he's with says, "I like your, I really like your watch. You know who, you know who would like that watch? My boyfriend. He's a real watch aficionado." And (laughs) later on, when Jerry and George are talking about this, Jerry goes, "Don't you hate it how they just slip that in?" Yep, we do.
1: (laughs) And sometimes I felt like it was. A courtesy. I mean, in this scenario, like this know, is Tiffany, different. yeah. But like, yeah, if I'm at a bar and somebody's like talking
0: to me, I would be like,
1: yeah, well, my boyfriend, blah 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 blah. Just to, like, okay, don't spend a lot of time here if you're
0: <laughs> trying to hook up tonight. Right. I think yeah, she's giving him a hint that we're not going to happen. Right. But she also sort of is on this other guy's hook.
1: Right. Which we don't So know I think yet. she
0: might think she's got a boyfriend. At the same time.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that and that explains some of her back and forth in this follow-up where, you know, he's asking you know, well the way she responds is, well, he's not really my boyfriend, but technically he kind of is. And I like well, is he or isn't he? Some of both, but definitely not
0: neither. I like how when he first reacts, you have a boyfriend, she goes, I know, so annoying, right? <laughs> There's another scene like that in Seinfeld where it's in the first couple... It might be the very first episode, the pilot of Seinfeld, where a woman comes into town and asks Jerry if she can stay with him. Right. And he's got a thing for her. And so they open up a bottle of wine. And she's talking about how maybe they could go on a boat ride the next day. Right. And then she's like, oh, I have to call my fiancé. And Jerry's like, fiancé? What? And she goes, oh, yeah, it's the worst. You know, it's just like... <laughs> I feel like they might have really... S- Stolen don't want a lot of this from Seinfeld, but Maybe. we'll go That's on. Funny. So we, we cut back to McLaren's.
1: Oh, no, you missed the, the big line that Ted taps into. Oh,
0: brown eyes. Yeah. Yeah, so she says, look, I really like you. I just need you to be patient. I don't want to lose you big brown eyes. And cut to Ted in the bar. Yep, somebody does want to lose big brown eyes. Yeah, he's like all proud of himself. And Robin points out that she's got him on the hook. And here's another occasion where they introduce a concept, and everybody already knows about it except for one person. This right. was like the sexless innkeeper. Oh, he's totally the sexless innkeeper. Now, I don't know. Here, I everyone like, knows what on the yeah. Home is.
1: I wonder if I like that better though than somebody having to do that obligatory. What's that? Like maybe it's just assumed that they've had similar conversations before.
0: I feel like you would like you liked the line um, after Barney says she's keeping you around just in case, like an old can <laughs> of chili in the pantry. <laughs> In, in Who's buying
1: canned chili and not eating it immediately? Um, Amen, sister. And then they high-five? Yeah. <laughs> I did like that line.
0: Here in the Ronco household, we don't eat canned chili. We do not. Because I make one of the greatest pots of chili ever. Oh, my God. It's so good.
1: Yeah, Steve has his attributes, too. He cooks for me a lot. So I'm very lucky as well.
0: Oh. Robin tells him not to feel bad. Everyone in, Everyone there has both been on someone's hook and had someone on theirs.
1: (laughs) Robin's been a hooky and a hooker. And I enjoy her (laughs) line here. Move past it, guys. Been a little bit loose, but money never changed
0: hands. (laughs) Marshall's got the first story. He says, Lisa Walker, picture it. 1994, St. Cloud, Minnesota. That really made me think of Golden Girls, where Sophia would tell stories and she'd always go, picture it.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I uh, didn't
0: watch Golden Girls. Brooklyn, 1923.
1: Maybe we should. I know you're like watching it at night sometimes.
0: I'm not. I I, I stopped. Yeah, I changed it out for something else. Well, maybe we should actually watch it. I feel like that's a show I should watch. (laughs) Yeah, okay. We'll add it to some sort of rotation that we have once we're through the new episodes of shows we're watching. We have a system. Gotta have a system. (laughs) Okay, we get a flashback from Marshall, and we get a Marshall sitting on a stoop with a girl. He's pimply with a rat tail.
1: Yeah, somehow they like actually do manage to de-age him a bit, but it's still kind of weird to see him like talking to like an actual teenager.
0: <laughs> he makes himself so goofy; it's it's somewhat believable, and right? I like how she's she's sort of seeing this guy. He has a LeBaron convertible, and around that time, I remember in high school, a guy in our high school had a LeBaron convertible, and everyone thought it was the, just the coolest car.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: I don't know. I don't think he had an in at the roller rink like this guy does, but mm. I like her. I'd hate to burn that bridge, so. I mean, fair. And then, what does she offer him?
1: <laughs> he can be her secret boyfriend who does all of her homework.
0: <laughs> I.
1: <laughs> and then he asks him if she wants to see his rap
0: poster. Yeah, so call back there.
1: And then Lily gets very mad. And when he's, when
0: he's saying I, he's doing that back and forth yes. head bob that he does as
1: when he was like writing the letter or something, mm. right? I think
0: it's. I feel like it's more when he's with his older brothers and they're going to give him the car. Uh, I think it's around then that he does that. Okay, I could be wrong. So this Lisa Walker strung him along for months, and then one night he went to go wait for her at her house. In the, he fell asleep, and it snowed, and when we woke up. Her footprints were going <laughs> around him, so she just walked around him without waking him <laughs> up. That's really good.
1: I who falls asleep in the snow and the cold
0: Minnesotans. That's who. Okay.
1: That just seemed weird. And I come from the snow belt.
0: All right, back at the, at the bar, Ted says that's not what's going on with Tiffany. And then he says, this is why. She's saying, I'm really into you. I just can't be with you right now. <laughs> so we get to introduced to the right now. And Robin points out right now is the classic on-the-hook catchphrase.
1: Yes. It paints a picture of some sort of magical future time when everything will work out.
0: I like Barney's pantomime of this. <laughs> he's like, it's like this. I can't be with you. Boom. Door Closed closing. It. Yeah. And then he goes huh, right now, and then <laughs> and his squeaky noise is so good. Yes. I don't know why I, why I like that so much.
1: Yeah. Lily points out that her high school boyfriend Scooter is on the hook for her still.
0: Marshall reminds us that he showed up at the wedding, and then she says it's weird when she sees him at work, and he's confused. <laughs>
1: Scooter works in the school cafeteria. We've talked about this.
0: And then they cut to the school with uh, Scooter working behind the counter at the cafeteria, and he's flirting with Lily, essentially. <laughs>
1: and well, then, offering
0: tater tots. I mean, you're, you don't want to burn that bridge. Hmm. Marshall, th- and this sort of sounds like an argument you and I would have where... <laughs> You've maybe told me something, but I wasn't quite paying attention, or I misunderstood the story. And so when you refer back to him, I'm like, wait, what? Oh, this happens a lot. <laughs> we most certainly have not talked about this. <laughs> so she's mentioned Lunch Lady Scooter, and Marshall was confused. He thought she was referring to some sort of long overdue device that carries around those poor, undergraciated Lunch Ladies.
1: I don't, I don't get it why this phrasing was used.
0: Lunch lady scooter?
1: No, this long overdue device that carries around the lunch ladies. Like, why not just say like I thought it was a literal scooter that the lunch ladies used?
0: I don't know. I think they want to paint Marshall as this sympathetic, this guy that's very sympathetic <laughs> to the, the hardworking lunch ladies. Lunch ladies. Okay, because he refers back to that again that they should get their jobs back when Scooter leaves.
1: <laughs> well, no, he also points out that those poor women still have to walk everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, why do you think lunch ladies are so illegal? I guess
0: they're don't they overburdened.
1: Only I mean, don't they only work like a couple hours a day?
0: That can't pay well. Well, there's, there's breakfast, at least at the uh, high school level. I think middle,
1: maybe yeah. middle school. Actually, I feel like there's breakfast at Tyler's Elementary oh, that, School. Oh, there is.
0: I don't, there was not breakfast well, when I was in elementary
1: school. I don't know if it's, there still is. I know pre-COVID there was.
0: I don't know if they ever brought that back. So, they do another flashback where Lily's saying that Lunch Lady's scooter was there again. and she's, <laughs> This is why she was so confused when she mentioned it in the past because he says, Yeah, did you well, jump but, on that thing? But he was not picking
1: up on any contests because she wasn't like, Oh, Lunch like, she wasn't excited about it. It was, Oh, Lunch Lady's scooter was there again today.
0: Like, <laughs> like she's annoyed by these lunch ladies zipping around on scooters.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess if that's what Marshall thinks. But then, yeah, it's a weird response from him
0: regardless. Yeah, his responses seem like he wants her to sleep with Scooter. And that he'd be willing to sleep with Scooter. Lily wonders if he's jealous. He's, he said he's not, but he's clearly on your hook. Yeah, And that's he, the only he reason feels he took the job. And then we do another flashback where...
1: <laughs> Lily's tried.
0: Yeah, she tried, and... Um, she did the right now to him, essentially. Because he said, do you want to run away together? And she's about to say something, and he makes a really cute face. And right. she, can't, she can't finish it. She always has to say right now.
1: Do you want to talk about the music?
0: Yeah, there's sort of uh, an adoring music.
1: Oh, I or saw piti- that.
0: pitiable music.
1: There is a name to that. It's based on Nino Rota's A Time for Us. Oh, interesting. I thought you'd like that.
0: Yeah, appreciate that.
1: So, yeah, Lily does the right now and... We find out that tomorrow's Tijuana Tuesday, which I find very interesting for an elementary school. <laughs> like, why not just Taco Tuesday? Good point. <laughs> yeah, Marshall is still aghast. Like, why did you write now to Scooter? Just, like, let him go. Like, she says she will,
0: on. but not until after Tijuana Tuesday.
1: <laughs> right, she can't ruin it.
0: We cut to another time at McLaren's. It's just Ted and Barney this time. Ted's watching the door because Tiffany said she tried to stop by. Barney's really down on this, and we get a little back and forth between Ted and older Ted, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to skip that part because I didn't really care much for it. It wasn't horrible, but it didn't really work for me that well. Barney's insistent he has to cut this woman out of her life, and then in she walks with a bunch of other women, and Barney has a visceral reaction to this. (laughs) He didn't realize that she was a pharmaceutical sales rep. And I remember this back when I was just out of college. There were so many women I knew, young women at the, I knew that were attractive that took jobs as pharmaceutical mm-hmm. reps because doctors would, were mostly male then, and they would see them. Right. And just like Barney describes, I eventually knew a few guys that did it too.
1: Hmm.
0: That they not weren't so fabulous. Yeah, gay they guys. weren't even not so fabulous gay guys. They were just straight guys.
1: So not at all fabulous.
0: They were good looking, so I wonder if they made you know just kind of went after the
1: well. Women can be doctors.
0: The female doctors and
1: doctors can be gay.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Harder to pick out though, especially if they're not so fabulous.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. i This whole <laughs> is this whole industry just based on flirting.
0: It seems to be. <laughs> is
1: that still a job?
0: Yes, okay. it is. All right, we know people in that industry.
1: We knew people but in that...
0: They've moved up, but some of them are still in this sort of sales okay, departments. Barney has to explain the <laughs> significance of the female pharmaceutical sales rep.
1: Well, first he asks Ted if
0: he can walk him through the history, and Ted
1: explicitly says no.
0: But we get another great Barney historical review. <laughs> right. I don't like his innuendo in these, or what would we call them? Um,
1: double entendre? Yeah,
0: double entendres, but I do like... The scenarios and the winks. (laughs) With a ding! So it starts off with him talking about the caveman.
1: The man was hunter, so the hottest profession was gatherer. Gatherer.
0: (laughs) And then we jump to... Oh,
1: and it's all him and Carrie Underwood playing these scenes out.
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Then it's him and Carrie Underwood, him as a injured soldier, like World War II time frame, and her as a nurse. It's then him as a...
1: Businessman?
0: Uh, it's hard to say, but he's a Someone passenger on an, on an airline in first class, drinking a scotch and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and she is the uh, flight, flight attendant. Mm-hmm. And now it's the pharmaceutical reps. She enters, says hi to Ted, calls him big brown eyes. <laughs> like, hey, by the way, did you ditch that loser boyfriend yet?
1: No, sir. <laughs> like, yeah, I like enthousi- how yeah, she <laughs> says it was such enthusiasm. Yeah, she boops <laughs> him on the
0: nose. Says it was such enthusiasm. So Barney goes into a harangue about ditching her and going after the pharma girls with him. Uh, no reason to really re- go down that. No reason to really go over that. We're back at the condo with Marshall and Lily. And Marshall clearly borrowed the teacup pig to help Lily break up with something cute. <laughs> so we keep getting her getting halfway there And then saying right now Because the music comes in We get a close <laughs> up on her face
1: I mean to be fair Half the time she's talking to the pig It looks asleep I think it would be easier to to tell him then As opposed to when he's like all cute And being cuddly
0: mm-hmm. We cut back to McLaren's I don't like this part Ain't no party like a farmer girl party Because a farmer girl party don't stop
1: Yeah that's only funny when Little Lemon does it what does she do? <laughs> Ain't no party like a Liz Lemon party. Oh, uh, yeah, a Liz that's Lemon right. party is mandatory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that his cholesterol is down and his restless leg syndrome is cured, but I don't like his I... impromptu song and dance.
1: Well, and how long has it been? Cause he's already hooked up with, like, three of them?
0: Yeah, he's moving very quickly through this crowd. <laughs> right. But it turns out Tiffany broke up with her boyfriend. And Ted he... feels like he's not on the hook now. Right.
1: Robin says he's still on the hook, and Ted explains how they spent last night.
0: This is good. And i, I got to say, I've never felt more pity for Ted than watching <laughs> him work his way through these scenes of his version of cuddling is him just laying on her shoulder. That <laughs> she looks bored.
1: Watching the movie, like, not paying him any attention. And then <laughs> I like the way he says chocolate cake. Then we shared chocolate cake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's basically just feeding it to her. <laughs>
1: I don't usually join in on locker room talk, but I gave her a pretty sensual foot rub.
0: And it's clearly one-way enjoyment. I mean, I'm sorry. Foot rubs are really enjoyed by one person. The one getting it, not the one giving it. And so this is sort of the lowest. Maybe
1: it's good for both people. I feel
0: like this is the lowest of trying to...
1: Be physical with someone.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, this reminds... Oh, Hook. Oh, God. Oh, no. I just had a hook story completely rush into my brain. <laughs> so there's this girl in high school, a different one. And I wasn't even all that interested in her, but she started flirting with me. She invited me over to a house that she was babysitting at so I could hang out with her. It seemed like maybe something was going to happen here. And then a buddy of mine invited me over to... A buddy of mine was dating one of her friends or sleeping with one of her friends. I'm not sure which. Maybe both. And so we go over to her house, and the other girl is there that had been flirting with me, except for there's another guy there. Oh, no. And I was, like, trying to, the guy that she was hanging out with was a guy I knew pretty well, and this is a guy that got no girls, so I did not think that I was the fifth wheel. I thought he Mm -hmm. was going to be. Sure. But we ended up on a couch where she was leaning back into him, and her feet were on my lap. Oh, boy. (laughs) And I was like, I think I'm in the wrong position here. I think I might need to get out of this. And then she goes, "Would you rub my feet?" And I was like, uh, "I gotta leave." And I and I laughed and drove off.
1: <laughs> wow, that is a huge ask.
0: I mean, clearly she was trying to keep me on a hook there, like.
1: That's she's trying
0: crazy. to be crazy. Treated like a queen by two guys, and I was like, I'd be on the other side while someone else rubs your feet, but I'm not being this guy.
1: Maybe she wanted the devil's triangle. <laughs>
0: Robin guesses correctly that it didn't go any further than that and Lily guesses correctly that he made the chocolate cake. It was a mix.
1: <laughs> hey, I count that as making the cake.
0: Robin reminds him we've all been on someone's hook. Ted says that not he has not had anyone on his hook. And then they point out Henrietta, who apparently works at the uh, university library. And we get sort of a running theme of Henry and I are, Henrietta and I are just friends. You know somewhere Tiffany's saying that about Ted.
1: Right. Ted and I are just friends. Right. So older Ted goes through
0: the same series of events. They cuddle, they share chocolate cake. And it looks exactly
1: mm-hmm. like
0: him and Tiffany. Yep. The older Ted does say he's not proud of all this. He's, he's pretty hard on younger Ted throughout the, the episode.
1: I know. I'm feeling similarly now. I'm like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have acted that way.
0: <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Robin says we all need a nice little ego boost. Have you seen the movie He's Just Not That Into You? Yes. And so this is was a clear case with the Scarlett Johansson, uh, Kevin,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, what's his last name, Kevin Connolly characters, where every time she'd sort of not get what she wanted with another guy, she'd get back with Kevin, and he had a huge, he was deeply in love with her, right. and was completely on her hook. Right. Ted points out that she also has someone on her hook. The poor camera guy you work with, and we've never seen this before of her having any sort of outside the right office relationship with Mike as a friends or, any, or anything otherwise. Yeah,
1: but apparently he's been to the apartment. But and then he's she eating says, and he's Mike and I are just friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's always cake and feet.
1: <laughs> Mike asks if she wants to take it to the next level. And Robin says, if that means doing my laundry.
0: He agrees. He doesn't say I, but he's, he goes with it. <laughs> he's older. Robin explains that it's not her fault. <laughs> She's a girl. Her girl, girl parts are like a spider web. Sometimes you're going to catch some stuff you don't want. And Marshall and Lily's reaction here is so funny. Yeah, they're like grossed out. <laughs> they or... both just look
1: at her like, in what universe? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's very quick. Like, you could almost miss it. But that was like the best part of that line.
0: Ted leaves to go hang out with Henrietta to sort of prove his point. And he
1: gets there. Oh, my God. And he's just the worst here. Like, I just can't. I cannot with <laughs> this behavior.
0: It, it makes you not feel sorry for him at, the, right. at, at back at the wedding. No, it's so, so awful. Yeah, she threw some food together for them. It's like a huge buffet of food with an ice sculpture in the, <laughs> as a centerpiece that has two hearts.
1: <laughs> I don't even think he looked at it. No. And then Ted's phone rings. It's Tiffany. She asks if he wants to be her date for an out-of-town wedding on... The, the weekend, and then Ted for some reason is like, what are you doing right now?
0: Yeah, that's so mean. And like, oh I love god. Henrietta. She's like, oh god, no. <laughs> she knows what's coming. <laughs> so he'll see he's going to take a rain check and calls Henrietta pal. pal.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's got to be deep, deep on that hook, because how do you not <laughs> just be like, okay, now that's, that's it, I'm done.
0: There was a Just Shoot Me episode where the Dennis Finch character played by David Spade has just gotten back from a vacation where he took a really hot model type woman who clearly was just using him to pay for this trip and then totally hooked up with other guys while they were there okay. and as they're back at the office now cuz she works in the same building like every time they talk to each other she's like hey amigo, hey pal and it's like making it real clear yeah making real clear and somebody's like okay, I get it, we're friends.
1: Oh. <laughs> I mean, he was kind of a sleazeball in that show, so.
0: He was. <laughs> Good for her. So uh, Ted leaves, and then uh, Henrietta's parents emerge from the back <laughs> room, excited to finally meet this Ted.
1: I told you there was her no Ted. Her
0: dad is so cute. He's yeah. like, this is one of those cute old guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I told you there's no Ted.
1: I heard that. She goes, like, storming down. Something came up? Okay, Mom?
0: So we go right to the hotel room for the wedding. <laughs> Ted's in a tux. Yeah. Usually, only the wedding party wears tuxes, but I guess some weddings say black tie. Yeah, so I guess
1: maybe it could be fancy.
0: He's pouring two glasses of champagne. It enters Tiffany, and she forgot to call him. This is a little callback to Brad forgetting to tell Marshall <laughs> right. that he doesn't need him for the wedding anymore.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm confused. Like, did they not travel together? They didn't.
0: <laughs> I think he was meeting her there and got you know got to the hotel room right. and got the key. I hope he didn't pay for this hotel room. Right. quite clearly Tiffany and Jack are going to take it over. So she's got a guy with her in tow. It's Jack. He's the best man of the wedding. And the boyfriend she's been talking about, they got back together. Before she had mentioned this, Ted goes. she says, Ted, I forgot to call you. And he goes, well, whatever it is, whatever it is you want to talk about, we can talk about it now. And then she introduces Jack. And Ted goes, you know, now that I think about it, a phone call would have been nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's so calm too. <laughs> like he's surprisingly not pissed off. Right. And, and Jack
1: kinda nigs him a little bit. Oh, here you make a mean chocolate cake. Because
0: you're Ted? Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiffany doesn't mind him right. nagging Ted. She's like, isn't he great? He's in a band.
1: Right. And that's yeah, the first little hint that we get that she's on his hook.
0: We come back to the condo with Marshall, Lily, and the teacup pig. She finally gets it up to say that she won't be with him ever. And then not in any sort of sexual (laughs) way ever again. They have kind of a fun thing with. (laughs) That's weird saying that to a pig.
1: (laughs) Felt really wrong.
0: So we're back at the hotel. Tiffany says that she doesn't think they're going to work right now. And then Ted said, you know, he realizes this is a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm.
1: And then he realizes.
0: She's on his hook, on, on Jack's hook. Henrietta was on his hook And then someone was on Henrietta's hook That he found out about years later
1: I want to know who that is I feel like that has to be like a writer Or somebody they know Like,
0: yeah, I thought it would
1: be in some of the trivia I didn't see anything about
0: it That's a good point So Ted says no it's never going to work And then as he's leaving he mentions that she should It's better for the circulation If she needs the arches with her thumbs As she's giving Jack a foot massage I'm not. It's funny that he says that, but it's just makes more pitiful to help them out as he's leaving. (laughs) He's such he's such a mensch. (laughs)
1: All
0: right, we're at the school cafeteria, and Marshall's there to cheer Lily on to get Scooter off the hook. Right. Lily says she can do it by herself.
1: Marshall says like that's fine, but also grab me a pudding, which Hmm. would 100% be me.
0: So she does it. She gets up to Scooter, said there's no way that him and her will ever be together, and then we get Scooter's sad little cute face. <laughs>
1: right. And Lily's holding strong, and then Marshall pops up, right now.
0: <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, but he's adorable. And you see you can't see Scooter from the front at this point, you see him from the back. But you sort of you can tell from the back that he's making this smiley, like cute little face.
1: <laughs> Hang in there, Scoots. I'm not gonna live forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, you keep saying right now.
1: Which, I mean, I feel like even if something happens to Marshall, Lily's not going back to Scooter.
0: No. (laughs) Rebecca McLaren's Barney comes in. Last night I was with a farmer girl who was so high you should call a doctor if you don't have an erection for more than four hours. Am I right, people? It's stupid, but I like Robbins. Yeah, there's no people here. Just the girl you most recently dated.
1: Well, we kind of skipped over it earlier, but when he... I think when he was talking about... Shoot. Like at the very beginning where somehow he mentions the disco stick, he kind of like nudges her. So he's kind of like...
0: We're really setting up for the next week's episode. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Exactly. So yeah, you just get yeah a couple little things like in the last few episodes of him doing stuff. Yeah, we later find out that Robin kind of cries after a lot of these scenes, and we mm. don't see for now. Then one of the farmer girls comes up to introduce Barney to their latest farmer girl, Gladys Reynolds. And Gladys is uh, you know, a good 15 to 20 years older than most of the girls we've seen coming through here, and Barney says it's all over when it's not exclusively hot chicks, then it becomes not-so-fabulous gay guys, um, and on and on. So yes, he's, he's very obsessed with this. this.
1: Ted decides to go to Henrietta's apartment and let her off the hook finally.
0: He bends he, down to tie his shoes and the and A-ring and a falls out as she opens the door and he's he, holding he's it, he's it back up. it up. She jumps in. Yes, the answer is yes.
1: And we get a flashback of Jack entering. He's the best man. He puts his jacket on the bed. Right. So was, next he just swaps jackets. And at, mom least, and at least Ted ruined
0: the wedding a little bit. <laughs> right.
1: And it's unclear if Henrietta's mom and dad live with, or if she lives with them, or if she they're just visiting. Yeah, I, th- but, I feel
0: like she keeps calling them over whenever Ted's gonna come, so she, they can find. Oh, meet maybe. Them. But
1: yeah, Ted proposed, and the dad's so excited, calls him son. <laughs> <and> they're all <laughs> hugging, <laughs> and I feel like honestly, he needed to just marry her. There's no recovery
0: from. That. He says he almost did. <laughs> like,
1: I cannot imagine a more awkward
0: situation. So he sets the record straight with her. He's sorry to be blunt, but he thinks he owes her this. He doesn't want to be with her. And she goes, right now? He guess ever.
1: But we're still getting married, right?
0: That's <laughs> great. <laughs> As we cut back to the apartment with Ted and Rob, and Mike's coming in with the laundry and... Robin realizes she's got to do the same thing, but then checks to see if Mike's done with the laundry. He is not, so she's going to wait to tell him. This was a very uh, Simon move after yes. Robin got the drums. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And Robin way. was on Simon's hook. I mean, yes. that, was, that was a total hook situation. Oh, yeah, I'm
1: surprised they didn't bring that up.
0: I don't think we ever get a story of Lily being on someone's hook.
1: No, I mean, I think she basically just dated Scooter and then immediately started dating Marshall.
0: I don't know if
1: there was time for a hook.
0: Probably right. We cut back to McLaren's as the final scene. I thought it was kind of a weak final scene, but it was Barney being optimistic about the future of what the next hot girl job is going to be, and it turns out that he's found some pills in his <laughs> right. couch, took him, and so he's a little high right now. And that's it. So I have a question for you. I thought that was a very soft ending.
1: Yeah. It's 12 years later. What is the new hot girl industry?
0: Jen, I don't look at women as hot and not hot. Oh, Okay. And I don't think there's going to be any gender-specific industries in 12 years. Uh, gender's a social concept that will kind of be eliminated okay. in 12 years from now.
1: What is the hot... Pe- no, I don't mean 12 years from now, from 2010 to now. The 12 years since this episode, what is
0: the... Oh, what is the hot girl job now? Yeah. Or oh, hot I'm sorry. person. <laughs> That's a completely different story.
1: Yes. Because I think I have one. I want to see what you have.
0: Okay, give me a second. Um... I think the, probably the closest I could come to it is an influencer. Ah,
1: that's what I was going to say. Oh.
0: <laughs> All right. We just did above-the-head high-five without looking. That's funny. Okay. Favorite joke for me is I think Marshall sticking up for Scooter at the end. Yeah. Right now. That's really good. Hang in there, Scoots.
1: I really like the whole Ted accidentally proposing awkwardness <laughs>
0: scene.
1: That was a great scene.
0: <laughs> What's your least favorite? I, which Barney line is your yes. favorite
1: I mean the erection for four hours one is a good contender but then there is also the oh we we skipped over it but um he goes into a tangent about the side effects of dating a pharma girl which I don't even know if I should go into it but like uh, does it make sense to go yeah, it, yeah, but, yeah 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 I, I know loss of yeah loss of clothing rug burns shortness of breath and sore abdominals yeah
0: I think mine is his ain't no party like a farmer girl party, mm-hmm. but I also didn't really much care for and you laughter in this. So I know you liked it of Marshall doing one of those. You don't call me cute like that anymore. <laughs> he, he just does that joke. They they do that joke too often.
1: I like
0: it. I think he delivers it well, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's just the Marshall being the kind of Marshall I don't really like much. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Next two episodes. Oh, oh, what did I rank this? I'm going number two. No. Whoa.
1: Damn. I thought I had that one locked.
0: 36.
1: What? In what world is this not top 10? Sorry, kid. <laughs> kid? That's new.
0: <laughs> so the next two episodes are, of course, and Say Cheese, which uh, this is, like I said, mm-hmm. be a great run of episodes. Yes, definitely. What I would consider four good to very good ones. But no, we haven't hit the number two yet it almost be sad when we do, when we have more all out. I was a little sad
1: that I thought, yeah, that space was going to get taken up. Ooh, but I do have another fun fact. Yeah. This episode was the exact center point of How I Met Your Mother Run.
0: Yeah. 104. And I only have, like, 201 ranks, which means there's probably seven (laughs) out there that I haven't ranked yet. Oh, no. We've only bumped into, I think, two so far. Yes. That I hadn't ranked. So, yeah, we'll, we'll... I'll make adjustments as need be, but as we get further into it, I don't think we're going to be hitting a lot of top one hundreds, so it won't it won't cause them that much of a splash, right? Yeah, once we get to season seven and eight, it's almost all out of the top one hundred. You know, they're mm. above a hundred, so I wonder if we just have a whole different game at the end of it instead of right where do you think I rank this? Cause it just, that'll be depressing at that point.
1: Yeah. You know what though? I'm actually like a little bit looking forward to that. Cause, Cause a lot of these, seen those yeah, a lot so of these well. early ones, yeah, we've seen a lot of times, like they're great. We remember them, but yeah, those later seasons, like there could be some, some jewels and some like actual like, Oh, I don't remember that at all. Like, that's actually really funny.
0: And who knows how many new lists I'll come up with. That's, <laughs> that's enough to keep anybody tuned in. Oh, of course. Well, where do they write to us?
1: Oh, you can write to us at RunkleRecaps at com. And thank you again to our write-ins today and our new listener. A new contributor.
0: Well, Jen and I have to go because Jen finally agreed to watch Star Wars with me.
1: Yeah, I'm not really interested in watching Star Wars with you. Right now?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it.